Hello, hello. Good morning. Welcome to another Your Harrogate podcast sponsored by Hacks just before a very special guest on the phone on today's podcast. Just a couple of Harrogate bits for you. A couple of Harrogate bits. Roadworks. It's it's almost as if Harrogate Borough Council just want to give me something to talk about on the radio on a morning. But Ripham Road, this week there's some temporary lights just near to GC Motors, near to where the, the co-op petrol station is there. And it has been very slow this morning. So I just thought, in case you didn't know that, I'd flag that up. And you know we do travel news on the breakfast show on your Harrogate every single morning. And you can listen online, on the app, and on your smart speaker. Good. Bit of good news. Special guest on the radio today was Oscar Rose. Romeo 1268, a.k.a. North Yorkshire Police's Paul Cording from Traffic Cops, and you may have seen him on social media, a local hero who, adding to his local hero reputation, did the Great North Run for Martin House on Sunday. And in fact, was our special guest on Friday's podcast talking about it. And there's still time, if you'd like to give some money because it's all going to Martin House at Boston Spa, which is, of course, a brilliant charity. And the guys were epic who did the Great North Run on Sunday. It was a tough, tough, tough course, as Paul was telling us on the radio this morning. So if you'd like to give money, um, all the details are on Paul's Twitter. It's all his pinned tweet at Oscar Romeo 1268. That's Oscar Romeo 1268. Have a little look. Okay, on to our podcast today. Somebody coming to Harrogate, somebody famous coming to Harrogate to the Royal Hall in October. Martin Hughes Games, today's special guest. Martin, you're coming to Harrogate on the 17th of October at the Royal Hall and I don't know what to expect from this. Obviously, I know who you are and I've seen your work, but what, what can you tell us about what we'll see at the Royal Hall on that day? Well, the slightly worrying thing is that I don't know what to expect either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, and that's the end of the interview. <laughs> only because um, I, well, Yolo and I, obviously, because of the, um, the the situation with COVID, we haven't done any of these talks for ages ah, and ages. Yes. And, and also, Yolo always, even when we are doing them, Yolo always turns up and he says, Matt, can I just have a look at what I'm supposed to be doing? So I have to show him the PowerPoint <laughs> so that he can remember what on earth he's doing. But... Um, but in fact, it's a pretty good idea. Um, we, I, both of us talk about how we got into telly mm-hmm. in the first place. Mine was this very tortuous and, and strange way uh, involving a very beautiful actress. You have to come along to find out more. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. I do like. I like a good tease. And and people people listening will have seen you on on things like Spring Watch and Winter Watch. I mean, right. you, you've been yeah. on all, all sorts of things. But but the route the route to actually getting started was was that something that you sort of fell into then, Martin, or was that something that kind well, of didn't, I, I, wasn't I did. necessarily it, straightforward? It wasn't straightforward. And isn't it funny that in your life, strange chances happen that that, that and you just have to. Take advantage of those, and and uh, honestly, I could have gone so many different. Ways. I actually thought about going to the old Vic Theatre School because I live in Bristol, and and trying to become an actor and everything. But um, thank goodness I didn't. I managed to scrape into university, and I studied zoology, and and so eventually I I got into the BBC. And turning into a presenter was um, a very odd one because a little bit left. They'd done a few sort of tests to see whether anyone, any of the producers, would be any good, and uh, and I. They said, "Would you would you be interested in 
I mean, blimey, it'd never happen now, would it? Would, would you be interested in trying to, to, to you know, present Springwatch? Because I produced a bit with Simon King, and uh, I said, yes, I, I'd love to try. And then I got a message saying, oh, sorry, um, because we've just interviewed Chris Packham, and he's much, much better than you. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, I mean, you've got to re- you've got to appreciate and respect the honesty, haven't you? But I mean, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's a bit yeah. brutal. That's a bit brutal. Although, I mean, although to be fair, Chris Packham is yeah. very good. He's very, very good. Yeah, and he's a great mate now. So, and maybe my memory maybe served me not quite right. But then they said, well, look, I tell you what, you can come along because you're not bad, and you can sort of have a have a small part. So I was very lucky because it sort of broke me into the presenting um, quite gently. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then I, yeah, then I. So, so we're going to we talk about that, and and I actually take um, anyone who's coming, please come along, because I I did a lot of filming behind the scenes at Springwatch an awesome watch so <clears throat> i do a lot of explanation of exactly how it's made and how how difficult it is and but then only yesterday i was actually with lucy bowden series producer now because of course now it's completely and utterly different you can't have 120 people uh, which is how many people it used to take all in on one site so it's all divided up all over the country i mean how do you do it absolutely amazing and lucy lovely lucy she sits in a shed in her back garden in gloucestershire and controls the whole program from the shed in her back garden and you so, would never have believed would you before before coronavirus you would never have believed that that things could be produced and made like that, would you, to be honest? But but they do, and it works, strangely. And it's almost, almost... I actually think it's almost added to programmes like Springwatch uh, that, that were never supposed to be slick programmes, because that's the whole point. You're watching, you're watching real, you know, genuine things happen. And, and actually, they, they don't need any of that air of slickness about them. They're actually better without it. Do you know, I really agree with you. When I was on it, I used to think, you know, we're almost too slick. Um, because sometimes, I don't think people actually realise that it was live. Because, you know, everyone makes it look so... You sort of want things to go wrong. You know what it's like? You must find this. Sometimes it's fun when things go wrong, but there's good going wrong and bad going wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in, we sort of have. Yes, yeah, so I guess we have. I guess we have. We have good going on, and then we have kind of you know, offcom ringing up kind of going on and, and and that's that's you know we're less we're less keen on uh, but yeah I, th- I mean people people remember the bits that go wrong to be honest don't they i was i was listening to the um the whole story of can you remember the um the cricket commentary of the leg over uh, a whole a whole documentary yeah. i was listening to about that and i mean <laughs> it, it, obviously it's gone completely pear-shaped from professional commentators however yeah. we're all in hysterics yeah. and, and we can all remember where we were when we heard it happen and and I'm, I'm imagining Martin that that um, when when you're doing things you know with audiences and and obviously we've got you coming to the Royal Hall when you're doing things these these things can sort of go in different directions because people might ask questions that that lead into areas and it and it might well it might well sort of veer off in a direction coming from from the questions that the audience may ask. That does happen. I mean, we're quite. We're fairly strict about, because we've got to be, you know, a bit like programs, we've got to be more or less on time. People can't be sitting there, you know, once the pubs have shut. No, 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 no. I mean, (laughs) we can't keep people there for too long. But yes, it does sometimes um, veer off in interesting directions. And we, 
yeah, we, we, we have to be um, careful that we, we kind of keep on track. But to be frank, I really don't quite know. I've got to rework it completely to reflect what's happened, um, you know, in, in, in the time of COVID. Um, so so it, it will be quite different. We also we have a quiz as well. We, ask, we have a sort of a wildlife quiz um, in the interval. We have an interval so people can go out and have refreshments and so on. Um, so yeah, it's generally it's a good family family evening out. I think I, I read a couple of passages from my book, which I always look around. A, a very good friend of mine. Uh, people always say to me, uh, "Have you not had? You know, you, you've been out in the field. You you must have come face to face with tigers and like that." And it's true, I have. And um, sometimes through my own idiocy, actually, I've, I've become got into dodgy situations. But it's the little things. And a friend of mine. Uh, Bill Chapman, lovely chap, he had a sudden pain in his nether regions and he, he got up, uh, out of, he was wading in a swamp in Borneo, and he got up and he dropped his trousers down and just in time to see a leech disappearing up the end of his penis. <laughs> 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 so you probably can't use that. No, no, um, we can, we can, absolutely. But, but, but we, it, we don't it, mind it, saying a leech, it's absolutely fine. It, it, he, he, he genuinely did. And so it is the case that sometimes you... Um, by the way, he survived, he, and I can I, I talk about how what happened in the moments after that horrendous discovery. But um, but yeah, we 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 talk about the ups and the downs and the the dramas and the and Yolo's way. Yolo's Welsh, as you know, and of course Yolo has the most fantastic silver tongue. And honestly, he's. I have lots of pictures, a lot because that's where I came to it, lots of film and so on. But Yolo, he doesn't really need anything at all. He, he'll get down on the side of the, the tickle trout, and he just, he's probably the best raconteur I've ever listened to. And I've heard him do it, what, 20 times, and I still laugh out loud. So, yeah, he's great. That's awesome. Well, it's so nice to hear a bit about it, Martin. I think I think we've got to be there to appreciate the whole thing. Thank you so much for taking a bit of time out this morning to talk to us. Really, really looking forward to you coming to Harrogate. And yeah, great to speak to you. Looking forward to it very much ourselves. It'd be great to be back on the road. So big thanks to Martin Hughes Games, who it turns out is one of those people that you could actually talk to for hours and hours and hours and ask him anything and get an entertaining answer. And he's coming to the Royal Hall in October, and I think it's going to be pretty brilliant. So if you're at all interested, quick, get a ticket. We've got more details of how you can get tickets for that at yourharrogate.co.uk. And also some of the other celebrities. We've got Jimmy Carr a bit later this month and Nigella coming to Harrogate in November. Read all about that at yourharrogate.co.uk on our website, our brilliant local website. And thank you to our brilliant sponsors, Hacks, for today's podcast. And thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon.